Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Today is Memorial Day. It's one of about a dozen federally recognized holidays, and it's considered the unofficial start of summer, marked by travel, barbecues, and weekend sales. But how many of us know the true meaning of the day? Joining us to discuss is U.S. Army veteran Justin Miller. He's also a board member of Chicago Veterans and vice chair of operations for Roll Call Chicagoland. Also with us is Modi Lavin, senior outreach coordinator of the Road Home Program at Rush University Medical Center. Justin, what does Memorial Day mean to you? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, the older I get, the more understanding I have behind the the original intent of the holiday. You know, um, of course, after you serve your country, uh, you start feeling the impact of that service uh, on your own body, on your community. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, many of my fellow brothers and sisters that are veterans, you know, they have they, they have lost uh, loved ones, you know, to service. And this is that weekend where you're supposed to reflect, right? Um, this is the weekend now that I reflect on the folks that I've lost in my life that were service members like my Uncle Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I make sure I go over and see my aunt, uh, you know, every Memorial Day weekend and we do grilling, we do barbecue, and we have a good time in the weekends, but um, the intent uh, to meet up and, and reflect on those that have given the ultimate sacrifice, or at least those that have lost their lives, and we're service members. You make time for the actual remembrance. 100%. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Modi? Well, I belong to a club that uh, most don't want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm a gold star mother. I lost my son, Connor Lowry. Uh, Corporal Connor T. Lowry, United States Marine Corps. Thanks, Sasha. On March 1st of 2012. Um, And honestly, prior to that, Memorial Day might have looked like the barbecue and the weekend fund and the kickoff of summer. Mm -hmm. And I needed that, you know, kind of kick in the pants to realize what Memorial Day has always been about. And it's a day to honor and remember. Um, It's always... Fun to see everybody kind of enjoying that summer kickoff day. Um, but it is a time to maybe take a little quiet time and remember um, somebody you might have known, a distant relative, a friend um, who gave their life for our freedom. And if you don't know anybody, it's okay to stop by a cemetery, uh, drop a penny. The coins mean a lot on these grave sites. Uh, that means you stop by and gave honor and thanks to them or, you know, go to a parade or visit a memorial statue. Yeah. You know, remind us about the, uh, the the origins of Memorial Day. Like, how is it different from Veterans Day, which we mm-hmm. celebrate later in, in November? Oh, good question, Sasha. And I get asked that a lot. It's real simple. Memorial Day is to recognize those who have given their life the ultimate supreme sacrifice, who died for our freedom. And Veterans Day is for to recognize our service members and ones that have served that um, and well-deserved to recognize and thank them for their service to our country. Yeah. And Justin, as we talk about even, you know, the difference between the two, do you think that folks over the years have lost sight of the meaning of these days? I think people wax and wane, you know, on the meanings. Um, You meet people in different stages of their lives that uh, are focused on that reflection period. 
Um, I'm, I certainly had a recent loss uh, a couple years back. I lost my father very recently. And so, you know, you, you get into those, those times in your lives where reflection is really important and it's really meaningful. And so Memorial Day kind of means a little bit more, you yeah. know. Um, I certainly now, as a veteran, 10 years removed from two deployments and seven and a half years of active duty, uh, I take Veterans Day off and do as much stuff as I can yes. um, to take advantage of that as a veteran, of course. Um, but you know, Memorial Day is that that special holiday where you should at least make some time, like Modi said, to reflect a little bit. And, and when we talk about remembering and honoring our, our fallen heroes on Memorial Day, I know that you both feel that it's it's important to include those that we lost at home too, right? Absolutely. Like here on U.S. soil. Absolutely. Uh, we lose our active duty service members in training accidents um, through uh, sickness and specifically uh, one that's hard to talk about, Sasha, but I, I have to talk about and that's our veteran suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and we must remember um, that this is still based on their service. Um, you know, going to war or just being in the military is very stressful. And um, there is an epidemic of still, I think it's uh, still about 22 a day, Justin. Yeah. So um, our organization last fl- Friday, uh, Chicago Veterans, we just organized our annual Ruck March. Uh, we're doing 17 miles this year. I think that was the the latest statistic that came out, but I think it's back up to 22 service members or veterans um, it is. Yeah. lose their lives to suicide every day on average, uh, which is just a, a terrible statistic um, that we all need to do something about, not just the veteran community, not just the military community, but everybody here, right? Because veterans are part of our community, and it's really important that we, we make that time to make sure that they have the resources they need. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the significance of Memorial Day and ways that we can honor those who've sacrificed their lives to serve this country. With us to discuss are Modi Lavin, who's a senior outreach coordinator for the Road Home Program, and Justin Miller with Chicago Veterans and Roll Call Chicagoland. So you, Modi, you're, um, you're active in the Illinois Gold Star family community. So tell us more about them. I hear they're tight-knit. Oh, very tight-knit. As I kind of mentioned before, it's a club you don't want to belong to. But once you do join, it's a, um, you know, a very healthy uh, environment to be around. Uh, Gold Star families are the hero families, uh, the fabric of the United States. And so there is an organization that was founded in late 1930s called the American Gold Star Mothers uh, it's a, a national organization, but our chapters are per state. So there's the Illinois Gold Star Mothers, okay. and I'm vice president of that chapter. Oh, cool. And we are very involved with um, our families mm-hmm. um, and to honor and remember uh, those who have gone. And even recent, there are still, um, you know, Gold Star families being made every day. Unfortunately, Um, and it's also the mission of the Gold Star Mothers is to serve veterans. So we spend a lot of time um, volunteering and making sure we're serving veterans Mm. through through our work. Yeah. Tell us more about the support that's you found has really helped you and your family just heal, grieve. Yes. Community. Okay, I come from a, a, a remarkable community. So There's people being there showing oh, up for yes. you. Oh yes, oh um, yes. I'm from the south side of Chicago, from a neighborhood, Beverly, 
Yeah. Um, I don't think I could really have healed um, or moved on as much as I have without community support. Um, also, the Gold Star families yeah. um, rallied around me. Um, and also through my work at the Road Home Program at Rush University. Um, it is a mental health clinic serving veterans and their families and active duty. And it's a remarkable program. And through the work of me being able to serve the that population, um, it's very healing for me. Yeah, I always I say, you know, um, in serving others, you're serving yourself. And Justin, you, you served nearly a decade in the U.S. Army. You were deployed twice to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Your military experience, what was that like? Uh, it was very interesting. Um, so I went in as a musician, actually. Um, okay. Played trumpet my my whole uh, school career. My mom refused to let me quit that thing. Thank <laughs> God for her. Um, so you started and, from the days when they made you do it. Absolutely. You know, and I, I went into high school. I was the only freshman jazz band player. Uh, and that just led to this love of music. And I went to go see my older half-brother graduate down in Fort Benning. Uh, I want to say when I was a junior in high school. And I saw the band come out and play for the ceremony. And then the tanks came out. And it was an infantry graduation that uh, he was he was graduating from basic training. And I just I just fell in love with the whole scene. I said, uh, I want to do something more. And then shortly after 9-11 happened, and that just codified my desire to serve. Um, so I did go into the Army as, as, a, as a bugler, as a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent seven and a half years active duty, two tours to Iraq, a lot of playing taps and memorializing my fallen comrades, uh, which led to... To me, with some tra- challenges in tra- uh, transitioning out of the service, right? Um, but but it was a very honorable job. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, Modi and I go way back. I used to work at the Road Home Program as well. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I was there for two years doing what Modi's doing on the veteran side, and uh, and now I receive services there, and I wear that on my sleeve. And I want that. I want all the veterans out there and military connected personnel to know that it's okay to go get help. Yeah. Uh, and 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 thrive in some of those services. And, and to that, that point, I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because I mean, you both work for organizations that support veterans and, and and military families. Talk, Justin, about what you see as the biggest needs for these groups. Yeah. In fact, so my nine to five right now is with an organization called Dog Tag Inc. And I do Chicago Veterans and Roll Call Chicagoland on the side in my volunteer time because I just love serving veterans. And even in my day job, I serve veterans through, you know, aspiring entrepreneurship and education. Uh, and I, the biggest challenges, at least that I had and many of, um, you know, my, my sibling veterans out there, my brothers and sisters um, transitioning out, is that transition period. Mm. Learning how to, to be a civilian all over again when you've spent at least for me, it was almost a decade of, you know, just being institutionalized in the military, having that that camaraderie that we just don't have in today's society, right? It's mm-hmm. We're very separated. We're all on our phones all the time. Uh, and we're all kind that of lost. True. And some, some of us don't even know our own neighbors to the left and right of us uh, in our communities. And the veteran community is, is very tight-knit, right? And because we share some bonds that are almost unbroken. Um, and so we have to rely on that. And when we don't have that that soft landing to come back home to when we leave the service, it can be a very rough transition period. I mean, so. And you're not just a veteran. You're a father of three. I'm a father of three. How did that factor in <laughs> for, the, for you? Oh, uh, you know, not something that was planned, um, but I am so grateful for my three amazing, beautiful kids. Um, and uh, I, I struggled um, early in, in being a father and just trying to be present for my family. I mean, I was always around, but mentally not present. Um, and I left corporate America and I, I got a job with Modi at Road Home uh, and worked there for two years and just 
really kind of fell in love with serving veterans and being compassionate about their needs, Mm. especially in mental health, you know, especially in homelessness and, you know, uh, unemployment, underemployment and and education struggles. And that's kind of what led me into I worked at the USO for two years in a transition uh, military transition program and then eventually here at Dog Tag, which and then doing roll call in Chicago Veterans for the last seven to 10 years, you you know, as a volunteer. It's just been you've got a busy calendar. Yeah, but it's purposeful for me. Right. So uh, it, it, it gives me a lot of purpose in life. I'm able to transition that into being a father and showing my kids what integrity actually looks like. Um, and it's, and I'm, I'm proud of that, you know, and it's, yeah. it's been a long struggle, but, uh, here I am. Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add Modi when we think about, you know, the biggest needs of veterans, and, like what do they need right now? And, military families. Absolutely. In um, and that's what I love about the road home program as we serve the families as well. Um, we see family members before the veteran, which is very important. Very important. And I, I agree with Justin, mm-hmm. that transition, and that's where we identify mental health uh, could be causing problems in moving forward um, with getting a job, um, fitting back into your community. Who, What role do I play in family after I've been gone for so long? Um, transition is tough. And also, we serve survivors at the Road Home yeah. Program. So we have a lot of families struggling, as I did, after the loss mm. of um, someone either in combat, either stateside, um, or through suicide. Yeah. Um, so I always like to make that very clear. Um, but, you know, I also want to say you know, it, it takes um, a village to mm-hmm. serve our veteran populations, especially in Chicago land. And we need people like Justin Miller. He's, you know, one of those that's kind of that rock star veteran that hasn't given up and you can always depend on. And, you know, I always try to be that kind of pillar in the Chicago land area as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, you bring up something interesting. You say, you know, Justin is an example of uh, of a veteran who hasn't given up. Mm-hmm. Why do so many fall on the opposite side of the uh, the spectrum? Right after I, I could probably service? answer that because <laughs> I I wasn't the the esteemed veteran I am now. At least six years ago, when it took Modi some time. First met. It took some time, right? You get out of the service, um, and for me, combat was easy. Uh, going to Iraq twice, especially the second time, you know, you just get into routines. You lock yourself into these routines. You also spend every single day with your brothers and sisters in arms, right? So every day I'm going and having three meals with my battle buddy and going to work and hitting the gym and, you know, running six miles in the morning. And you just get into these routines. So when you separate from the service and all your best friends are still at your unit and I'm coming back home to Chicago, I was born and raised here, came back here, western suburbs, but... I didn't know anybody when I got home. Not in that sense, right? And not, not, I didn't know my my veterans uh, next door. So the first, probably the first three, four years, I really struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to find myself, my purpose, because you have that. It's written on your chest in the military, right? Mm-hmm. U.S. Army, I have a purpose. I have a uniform and I'm doing my job. And now I don't wear the uniform anymore, you know, and I, I don't know what to do and I want to serve, but I don't know who to serve. How were you received by others at that time? When you first got out, you know, every, everybody calls you a hero and you come back to parades. And but you did know, you feel like one? I don't think so. No. Uh, now that I reflect on it, I don't think I've ever really been asked that question. And interestingly enough, but 
I mean, you do in a sense, like, hey, I serve my country. This is the right thing to do coming home and, and having like the motorcycles parade around. My uncle, Uncle Jim, who passed away six years ago, is a very avid motorcyclist, uh, you know, for the POW MIA rides and things like that. So he, he arranged the, the, the bike rides for me for my welcome home uh, ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And it's just you, you get these really great feelings, but then you find yourself uh, very alone most nights after that. Um, immediately after coming home because you're just you're in a different environment even though it's safe and you're yeah. stateside it's just it's just something about it. it's just you know so it sounds like therapy and yeah yes you know, other resources therapy is is 100 percent uh the thing that helped me out the most i wear that on my sleeve like i said i, I go to the road home now um every other friday very proud of that fact um and work through some of the challenges that i face daily um, that have stemmed from my military career and some of the struggles that I've had. But, you know, I, th- I think a lot of veterans out there, the majority of us um, can be, you know, um, those 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 rock star veterans that you mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. Modi, right. But we just we need we just need some services. We need some resources in order to pave that path. A lot of us, um, we just don't have a lot of direction and we need some of that. when We yeah. come home just a little assist from from our friends next door to us. And they don't have to be veterans. They can be. Like I said, neighbors in our communities that just want to help us out and try to help us understand what our purpose is now that we're out of the service. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to ask for help, um, especially coming out of the military. That's the hardest part, I think. It is. (laughs) It is. So I think that's why there's so many that fall through the cracks, Sasha. As you were saying, why aren't they all like Justin? Um, Justin was obviously... Pardon me, put on a path where he was led to get the help that he deserved and the resources, um, but not all know where that path is. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're here to talk about um, doing a radio show or the work I do at the road home out in the community. Not only do I connect veterans and family members and survivors to the road home program, but I want to be that pillar in the community. Um, that also has resources for recreational, um, no-cost um, activities for veterans, uh, mm-hmm. employment resources, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of things. So maybe they don't need mental health, but they might need something else. I, I was very lucky in that sense uh, where I found Road Home. I was, you know, I was a student veteran. I went through my undergraduate, um, went right into corporate America. That was following the bouncy ball, right? That's yeah. that's what everybody said to go do and you'll be successful and I got there and you know, I just I just hated working a 9 to 5 for a big giant retail company that didn't really care about yeah. me. Um and I it was just serendipitous that I met um the executive director wrote home will through another uh colleague of mine through this veteran community Connections. That we were just starting. Yeah. And then met Modi and Sherry. I knew Sherry. Um, she's one of the outreach coordinators there as well. She used to be. Uh, we were all there together. And she was in Student Veterans. And I had met her once. And I was like, okay, well, let me just try this job out. And and two years later, I just fell in love with it. Started getting my own therapy from the VA um, while I was helping people come to Road Home at the same time. Oh, I and love that. So I got really lucky, um, which is why um, you know Roll Call Chicagoland has become so important to me in my volunteer time. Because it is this monthly professional networking event. Uh, but more than that, it's a community that we, yeah. we you know, convene once a month to connect these veterans to 
folks that have jobs and resources and just want to be advocates for them and help them with their resumes and, and you know, mock interviews and all those things that w- we never knew. I, I went in the Army at 18. I never had a resume. I worked at Ace Hardware and I worked for my dad, <laughs> you know, mix and mortar on the job. On, right. on the job. But um, right. so getting out of the service, I'm I'm 26 <laughs> years old. I've never written a resume before. I've never had an interview before. I don't I don't have some of these skill sets that a lot of people, you know, right. at my age in their careers have already. Yes. Um, not to say that I don't have an amazing skill set because the military does ingrain a lot of these soft skills, um, you know, that you can develop out, you know, after the military. So yeah. so that's what Roll Call existed for. And we just merged with Chicago Veterans in January um, because that's we're great. serving the same community. And Chicago Veterans has that peer support network. That just that, that just is amazing. It's that community that really exists, yeah. and then we just layer on top of that with employment services. So, so do me a favor, leave us with this, then, Justin, because you, sure. you've given some examples throughout. But for the folks listening to us now, mm-hmm. you know, how can people honor our fallen, our active service members, and our veterans today and beyond, beyond Memorial Day? Yeah, I'll say this first. Um, sometimes thank you is just not enough. Uh, a lot of people get in the habit of saying thank you for your service. You walk through the airport or something like that. Um, Veterans appreciate it, um, but I'm not sure if people understand what they're really thanking us for when they say that. I think it's more of just, you know, just the right thing to say or right thing to do. Um, So if people want to get involved, people want to help, they're going to they're going to find a way to support Road Home. They're going to find a way to support, you know, Chicago veterans and some of the, the veteran programs. And that doesn't mean you know, that you have to be a donor. It means that you can come out and volunteer. It means you can find the veterans that are in your community and make sure they know about these programs that are going to help them, um, you know, just become aspiring entrepreneurs and, and leaders in our community and small business owners and, and everything else that veterans can do very well if they just have a little bit of an opportunity. Um, and that's all we really need is a little bit of opportunity, and, and we'll run with it. So if you can find a veteran in your community, you can bring them to services, great. Um, if you are in a capacity to donate and sponsor and, and help us out and these amazing resource uh, organizations that we have, then do that too. Um, yeah. But yeah, get out there and, and take action right. and not just say thank you. And that would, that would mean a lot to us veterans. Well said. We've been speaking with U.S. Army veteran Justin Miller and Modi Lavin, gold star mother to Corporal Connor T. Lowry, who died during combat operations in Afghanistan in 2012. She also was this year's recipient of the Major General John A. Logan Patriot Award. And if you are a veteran in crisis or are concerned about one, you can connect with a qualified Veterans Crisis Line responder for confidential help by calling 988 and then pressing 1. The service is private, it's free, and it's available 24-7. Justin and Modi, thank you both so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Stephanie Kim, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Dan Tucker. That's a wrap for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, wishing you a happy Memorial Day. Talk to you tomorrow.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.